if you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Today's guest is Charmay Bell. Charmay's got a horse business with a difference, which just goes to prove if you would like to work with horses and you bring in lots of passion and a little bit of a twist and give people what they need, you can pretty much set up a horse business anywhere. Today's guest, Charmay Bell, has got BitBank Australia. How are you today, Charmay? I am great, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, Charmay, really good to talk to you because we haven't had anyone. With, we've had people with saddleries before but not a bit mm -hmm. back, and I think I'm really curious. But, look, and I didn't warn you about this. Before we start, usually I ask people about a favourite quote. Now, the favourite quote yeah. might be something that inspires you, something that you're continually telling everyone, but have you got something today that you can talk to us about, something that's inspired you or influenced you with horses? Yeah, absolutely. So I didn't get my first horse till I was about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. um, my parents bought a small property over in country South Australia and I'd wanted a pony my entire life and they're, they're sort of saying, no, until you can look after it yourself, we're not having anything to do with it. In typical sort of non-real horsey parents. Yes. Um, and one of my, the quote that sticks in my, in my mind is actually from my dad. I'm sure he pinched it from somewhere else, but it's don't wish for it, work for it. From that down, I thought, right, if this is going to happen, it's going to be me that's got to do it. So I pulled up my socks. I, I did odd jobs where I could for people, whether it was mowing lawns, washing cars. I eventually got a job in the local general store in the country town where I lived and worked really, really hard and bought my first pony. That's an inspiration anyway. You know, don't wish for it, work for it, because there's lots of wishing going on. But, uh, you know, sometimes that little bit of work doesn't hurt, does it? Absolutely. Especially in today's day and age of social media where we're constantly comparing ourselves to the next Instagram post or, you mm. know, things like that. Um, we, we never know what work has gone in behind the scenes for that person to have that in the first place. So yes. it's always good just to run your own race. Yep, yep, yep. Now, you've told us a little bit about how you started with horses, but BitBank Australia, you know, I'm sure you didn't just wake up one morning and say, I think I'll start a bit bank. You know, it would have come <laughs> on. I mean, you would have seen a need for this before you actually started it. Tell us how it came yeah. about. Absolutely. So I actually purchased BitBank from the lady who started it okay. over in WA. Yep. Um, so, and Anita Marshall-Sunny. So she's the, the real brainchild behind it. So she had it for approximately four years before I took over. Um, and, you know, she, she loved it, but it wasn't her passion. So she decided to, to hand over the reins to somebody else. And I, I saw it and I inquired about it. And I just absolutely loved the philosophy behind what she was trying to do and the message that she was trying to get out to all of the riders across Australia and New Zealand. So I just grabbed it with both hands and ran with it. Okay. Now, when I say, you know, you say Australia and New Zealand, we do have people from other countries. We have actually have quite a few different countries. I think about 50 or something. Yep. You know, we've got, got quite a Fantastic. few, I think 50. There's more than 50 actually different countries that listen to horse chats. 
if people are yeah. interested in, uh, you know, if you're from another country, don't be put off by, um, you know, the fact that the BitBank is focused on Australia and New Zealand. But if they wanted to contact you about a particular bit about anything, can mm-hmm. they? Yeah, 100%. We, we ship worldwide Good. and we also help people worldwide. So we get inquiries perfect. to different countries every single day, yeah. Oh, perfect, perfect. All right. So you decided that you'd go ahead with, um, you know, with this particular one and you said that you're passionate about it. And we often talk about working in the horse industry. What causes people to want to work in the horse industry to decide that that's their chosen career you know obviously there is a mm-hmm. passion because um yeah. you know those of us that have the passion we understand those that don't they just don't get us at all but you know that's, that's besides the point. <laughs> absolutely yeah. but passion and you've already said about work is there anything else what else do we need to work in anywhere and I really admire you for working in this particular field because it well, is something you. that's a bit unique you know but People that work in the horse industry, what makes us unique within a group that we work within the horse industry? I think that to work within the horse industry, initially you need a lot of resilience, particularly if you're bringing something that's new and fresh and challenges the ideals of perhaps the sort of classical ways of doing things. It's a very sort of traditionalist sport. Mm -hmm. So you need to have a lot of resilience and just, you know, make sure that you stay true to your values and your message and, you know, your journey that you're trying to bring to horses and their riders everywhere. And also just a lot of determination. Like, it it is tough out there. Um, Even as a business, uh, lots of fellow business owners, it's a really tough climate at the moment, um, just with the way the economy is and all that kind of thing. And, you know, horse riding is not a cheap sport, so... We try to do everything we can to make sure that we're accessible to everybody at all levels of all income. So I think just being appealing to a wider market and not just setting yourself within one tiny little niche probably really key. Yep. And just be, just stay true to your passion. If, if you're passionate about it, your message will come across with so much genuinity mm-hmm. um, that you, you won't need to sell anything. You're just providing people with solutions to their problems which is all they really want at the end of the day for their crispy horse. Yes, yes. And if you think about not selling people but providing solutions, it puts yeah. a whole different slant on things. You know, you're not you're not feeling like you have to go out there and push things on people that they don't want. If you say, look, this is what I've got and it's a solution for you if you need it, it really takes you to the genuine people that are after what you want, or after Absolutely. what they want. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about people who've influenced you within your business, BitBank Australia, you've talked mm-hmm. about your father who said don't wish for it, work yes. for it. And yes. um, obviously the lady who sold your BitBank Australia, but anyone else in particular that's influenced you, even any competitors that have come in and been looking yep. for particular bits or, you know, after something that's a little bit hard to get hold of, a little bit unique. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm very lucky with what I do. I've got an incredible, um, you know, repertoire of people in my phone from, you know, Olympic level riders, top trainers from every discipline. I've got so many people that I can call on at any given time. But one of the people that's been the most inspiring to me is actually a young girl that I employed about two and a half, three years ago, Bryony. Mm-hmm. Um, she is just like, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I think I'm like nearly 15 years older now, but been riding for a lot longer. But that young girl is just such a wealth of information and she just has the answers for everything so she I've never known anyone to work harder in the horse industry than he she does so she's quite through the summer months she's quite often up at 3 4 o'clock in the morning riding not only her own horses but training horses for other people she's a world cup show jumper and then during the day she comes into bit bank and after work she's giving lessons you know training war horses handling yearlings she just 
she just has such a passion. She does not quit. She is the hardest worker I've ever met in my life. That's great. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Yeah, and sometimes you do. You get those silent achievers who maybe we don't know about Bryony, but, you know, maybe yeah. we don't know about her now, but all of a sudden she'll come up and win a World Cup or win something and we'll go, who did this Bryony? Who's she come from? Where did, where did she been all this time? And, and it's all the work that she's putting in now that's going to make yes. it that, um, yeah, we appreciate it a bit later on. Yeah, absolutely. So she initially started with me as just a, a casual bookkeeper doing the books while I was sort of focusing on the business. And she just so more and more kept showing more interest and more interest and eventually we brought her on and she's just been, she's been fantastic. Just so much passion and drive. Um, yeah, yeah we, we really love having her on board. Yeah. Now, I, I want to know just a couple of stories or, or case studies or something, you know, just to do with the business. Yeah. What's been the hardest bit that you've had to find? Oh, gosh. We've had to do a few custom-make ones over the years. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, I wouldn't say that any bit has been particularly hard to find. It's just we get those really incredibly tricky horses that, you know, they don't fit the mould of what our yes. normal recommendations would solve. Mm -hmm. um, so, and in those cases where I've had to, you know, physically go out and, and see that horse and the result ends up being completely different to anything that we could have ever recommended or thought that would suit. Um, in particular, there's a, a beautiful young stock horse that I've been dealing with for quite some time and she, she is the most beautiful, willing, placid, lovely girl ever, but her owner recognises immediately when she's uncomfortable, even though this horse displays very, very minimal symptoms. And we, we tried probably about 25 to 30 different bits, and in the end it was a, a very thin Bombers Ultra Comfy lock-up in a loose ring, small ring, mm -hmm. that she was just absolutely happy in. And, you know, we all have that thought in our head of all single joint, that's nasty, nutcracker action, it's going to pinch. But this horse just goes like an absolute dream in that little bit. It's good that you're recognising horses as individuals because, you know, even in their conformation, you know, I mean, we all look yes. different and horses all look different and some yes. might have just a, a narrow jaw or a low palate, you know, the teeth aren't quite normal. So that physically but also too it's great to have an owner that recognises those very subtle signs that a horse isn't comfortable. Absolutely. And the differentiations between breeds as well, we're breeding horses so differently now to what they were even 10 years ago. Um, we're seeing a lot of difference in sort of the skull conformation and mm. structure and the placement of the teeth. And it's really become quite a science <laughs> to fit a bit. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, we just used the basic three, which is your single jointed snaffle, your pelham, your dutch game. Mm. Mm. I'm thinking about, um, you know, just the involvement of horses, but 
evolvement of riding styles and equine science. What about bitless, you know, if people are looking for bitless, what have you got to offer them? Do you just go, sorry, can't help you, we only do bits? Or or have you got (laughs) something? No, not at all. Yep. No, not at all. Like we are, we're big advocates for bitless. We think it really does have a place in equestrianism mm-hmm. going forward. Even you know, in high-level FEI competitions, I really do think that it is going to be something that's offered and allowed in the future. But the only thing to keep in mind when you are buying bitless is that you buy one that's made and properly designed for the equine skull and equine confirmation. So quite often we'll see people with you know, just a, an eBay bitless or something that they've been given by a friend or an incorrectly designed rope halter and they sit right on the nerve exit point and then make your blood burst within the horse's face. So mm. while you think you're being kinder, you've got to make sure you choose the right product for fit and yep. the right type of bitless. So there's approximately about five different types of bitless available on the market at the moment and we can help you navigate and work out which one is going to be the best for your horse. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's just like bits. You you need the right bitless bridle depending on the confirmation, the temperament of the horse, the the rider as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we've got your simple side pull, which is essentially like riding in a halter or a sort of cabbage and nose bend, all the way up to your full cross under, which are for really, really strong horses and should only be used with experienced riders' hands. Mm-hmm. 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 What about um, just as a general common thing, what's the most common inquiry that you get? Mm-hmm. Uh, my horse is leaning on my hands or okay. pulling my pulling the reins out of my hands. Yep. So um, quite often we see horses that are uncomfortable in the tongue displaying this symptom. It's not necessarily just a naughty horse mm-hmm. or an ignorant horse. Um, so we can definitely, depending on what the, obviously the rider is already using, we can recommend the right bit to make the horse more comfortable, to make it less sort of inclined to want to lean or hang or push against the bit as a means of resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think has been your proudest moment? What's something that you've done, you know, whether it's a top rider or a horse or, you know, a horse that's gone out and competed after helping you? I suppose you're already pretty proud with the young one that you told us about a little while ago that um, was a bit tricky. Yeah. But have you got another one that you'd like to tell us about? Oh, I, I'm incredibly proud that, um, you know, Megan Jones has taken us on um, mm-hmm. to be an ambassador for our brand because yep. I know that she will only take you on if she 100% believes in what you do and yes. sees the value added to the horse and the rider. So that was a huge moment for us um, when she she agreed to take us on. But honestly, I've, I've got... I'm very fortunate that my inbox most mornings is full of so much joy and gratitude from just general people, whether it's pleasure riders, pony clubbers, even horsey mums that don't know much about horses and they're having issues with their child's pony or whatever. Just when they send me that email and say, oh, my God, this beer has just made so much difference Mm -hmm. or those people that are just on the verge of selling their horse, like this is a last resort, and they come back and say, the problem is fixed, we can't thank you enough. Like that's everything. That's why I do what I do. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm thinking about your challenges, okay, because everyone has challenges. Now, money's always a challenge, so we won't talk about that, but what's been your biggest (laughs) challenge in running a horse business. Now, I know that you didn't start this horse business, but, you know, you can refer to what was a a challenge when it first started or Mm -hmm. or a challenge that you have, you know, just on a day-to-day basis or it may have been a challenge that you had at a particular time because it's not just a challenge Mm -hmm. I want to know about, it's what you did to fix it. Yeah, sure thing. So probably one of our biggest challenges is 
changing the mindset um, mm-hmm. of a lot of horses and riders because, you know, the bit does make a difference. There's a lot of talk out there about, you know, it's all in the training. The equipment doesn't matter. If your training's wrong, the equipment's going to help. But it's just, it, when it comes to the bit, it's just not the case. So in the horse's mouth, there is more nerves per square inch than in any other part of its body. So it's really important and really critical that we get the bit right, the bit fit, the bit style, the confirmation of the bit. So I guess my biggest challenge is just getting that message out and having it accepted as well, I guess. Um, yeah, that, that's our challenge so far, but we're working on it. <laughs> More an education piece. <laughs> okay, what do you think is the best thing about um, having a horse business? Oh, you get to do what you love every day. So, I, you know, I've, I've had horses from a young age. Um, I grew up with horses being in the country. Um, I get to work with some absolutely amazing horses and amazing riders that, you know, trust me to deliver their results. It's, it doesn't feel like work when you get to get up and do what I do every day. It's just awesome. I, I can't recommend it enough. I can see you're in a bit of a high already just thinking about the bits and the oh, problems that you're solving. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, what are you looking forward to now, Charmaine? You, you know, planning on expanding to every country in the world or you'll keep BitBank Australia and just keep helping people everywhere. Have you got any plans to change? You're obviously keeping up with them, or you'd have to keep up. Mm -hmm. What about rule changes? You know, how do you keep up with all of those? Because people would come in and say, I need a bit that I can ride in Mm -hmm. a certain type of competition. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So that is just an incredible amount of research and man hours pouring through rule books from all the different organisations, pouring through annexes and updates and emails and press releases and just making sure that we are on top of everything because even though they release a rule book once a year, there might be 20 or 30 addendums to that rule book throughout the year So, and they're not necessarily advertised, which is incredibly frustrating. <laughs> Um, and frustrating for our customers too when, you know, they purchase a product and then a week later there's some governing body has decided that's no longer appropriate and, you know, we've told them that it, ha- it was fine at the time of purchase. Yep. Um, and, you know, those people also they have spent months and months trying to find something their horse was happy in and then all of a sudden they can't use it anymore. It's incredibly frustrating. So we do our absolute best to be on top of that and, of course, we're in contact with um, all the, the major bodies too, so Equestrian Australia, the FEI, HRCAB, just making sure that, you know, we do have our facts straight and we're, we're doing the best and bringing the correct information to the customer at the time. Okay, good, good. And um, thinking about what you're going on and doing, you know, you've talked, you're keeping up to date, you're keeping yep. up to date with the rules, you're keeping up to date with equine sciences, changes in... Um, in riding styles, in different breeding mm-hmm. styles. What else is there that you need to change? Are you ex- planning on doing anything else? Are you in the process of doing anything else or what are you looking forward to? We sure are. We're in the process of developing our BitBank Australia accredited BitFitter course, mm-hmm. so training up people you know, all around the country to, to do what I do because unfortunately I'm only one person and I can't be everywhere at once. Sure. Um, so just, just trying to deliver our service you know, all across Australia where people can get somebody out and they know the bit's going to be the right bit. It's going to be dressage legal. It's going to fit properly. It's going to be fit for purpose. They can try it on the spot. Just bringing in that next level of really personalised service rather than just sort of having to communicate remotely for those people that aren't located down here in South Australia. Yep, yep. Oh, very good. Look, I'm going to have to keep up with you, I think, Charmaine. I think we'll have to get back to you and chat to you again and you can just keep us up to date with everything that's happening bit-wise. 
you're, oh, if you're happy to do that, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But if people do want to contact you, should they do it through your Facebook page? Is that BitBank Australia or is it BitBankAustralia.com? Yeah. You tell us the best yeah, way to contact you. Sure thing. So we're, we're on Instagram, so at BitBankAU. We're on Facebook, which is just BitBankAustralia dash for horsebit. Our website is www.bitbankaustralia.com.au or they can email us anytime, which is contact at bitbankaustralia.com.au. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Charmaine. Looking forward to catching up with you again and talking you about a few more bits. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure. No worries, Charmaine. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.